Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, family? Jared the Boss Man here. You're tuned into the Boss Man Show on AM 1010, AM 1430, 1055 The King. Get the King out at 1055thekeen.com and the Show at Hit me up on Instagram, The Boss Man Show, Twitter, at Boss Man Show, and Facebook, Boss Man Show. It's The Boss Man on your radio. Listen to The Boss Man Show with your host, JR, Saturdays at 9 a.m. right here on AM 1010, The King. What's up, good people? Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. The latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball boxing, golf, and more. Better Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wages, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use your promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. BS3 Network. Changing the way you watch TV. Yes, BS3 Network. Changing the way you watch TV. Covering content and hot topics from A to Z. Sports, music, society and culture, movie reviews. You name it, we have it. Check it out on bs3network.com or Check us out on Roku, BS3 TV on Roku, as well as check out your favorite podcast on all podcast platforms or Spreaker.com backslash BS3 Network. You are now tuned to BS3 Network. Going to the Mountain East Conference talk with John Pennington, West Virginia State Yellow Jackets out of the MEC. Coach Pennington, good to talk to you, man. How's life up there in West Virginia, man? Man, life is great. We're we're in the middle of football season. Uh, we you know we just finished uh, preseason camp, started school today, so we're we're right in the middle of everything. It's it, you know it's the best time of year. Yeah, Coach Pennington, you going to your seventh season? Can you believe it's been seven seasons? You've been a head coach now, starting off this year, like right here in August, man. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely goes fast, just like everything. You know, that's why you got to uh, soak it up, try to be present, and just kind of enjoy every moment that you get out here and get the opportunity to, you know, to coach young men and lead young men. It's uh, it's a very rewarding job. It's it's a high-stress, difficult job at times, but it's it's so rewarding. And like I said, this time of year, uh, it's, it's the most fun time of year. You've got, you know, you're, you've got something to do all day, every day. You've got a bigger purpose. You're part of something bigger than yourself. And uh, it's just, you know, it's it, for me, it's, uh, you know, it's like Christmas uh, pretty much every day until I get some <laughs> some angry emails or 
some some disappointed um, uh, students. Now, Coach, let's get some fam. At, at what point in your career did you decide you want to become a, a coach? You know, I know my dad's a coach. Uh, he'll be 85 years old in two weeks. And he still gets his players all the time. So at what point did you decide you want to get into coaching? Does this be your life's path? You know, I, I it wasn't something that I ever really thought about doing. I, I always kind of had this assumption that in order to be a head coach, you had to be like a, a big, loud, mean guy. You know, it was kind of the coaches I had growing up. And I, it wasn't – it necessarily wasn't in my nature. I was always a captain. I was always vocal. But I was – you know, it, it, I wasn't necessarily a yeller and a screamer. I was – I'm a, you know, typically positive attitude, optimistic guy. So I just didn't really think that was in the cards for me. And, uh, you know, after I got done playing, I was, you know, just looking for something to do. And I had an opportunity to go to grad school at West Virginia Wesleyan. And they were going to pay for grad school and get my MBA and I was going to coach for them. And I thought, well, I, I'll do it. I'll get my MBA and then I'll figure out what I want to do with my life. And from the day I started coaching, I knew I wanted to be a head coach. Like from the the, the exact, I remember it, that first practice I ever went to, first summer camp, you know, it was kind of my interview. I thought, ah, this is exactly what I want to do with the rest of my life. And then I spent the next, I don't know how many years, 14, 13, 14 years or so, uh, trying to learn what I need to learn to become a head coach. And now I'm, you know, blessed to be in this position that I'm in today. Now, now Coach, I know how it is for me, you know, being in radio the last 14 years has kept me around the game. You know, the NFL wasn't in my cards, but I didn't want to get a nine-to-five job for a second. <laughs> the radio yeah. done a Same great here. thing. I feel like, you know, get, you've been a coach, you've been in the media, getting to be around it. There's something about being around a team and the guys just being around the action just still gets gets me goosebumps to the day. But I get on some sideline, man. I feel like I'm gonna go hit somebody again. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, so something about this, being around that camaraderie, being around the guys, man. You can't replace that or re replicate it. And anything else you think we do? Yeah, I mean, I think too. Like, man, game day is just it. It's such a a gamut of emotions, right? I mean, you're you're anxious, you're scared, you're excited, you're fired up, you're you know, you're worried. I mean. It, it, to me, that's really living life. You know, you're not just sitting there behind a desk and no offense to anyone that does that. But for me, I want to be out there in the arena. That was something I, even as a, even as a kid, I remember going to games and thinking I loved being in the stands, but I wanted to be the guy on the field in the arena. And, and I still get to do that every, you know, uh, weekend, week out, even though it's given me some gray hairs and uh, I've had some tough losses and some big wins. It's just, you know, being able to compete, you know, and be part of a team competing together and just trying to, you know, excel at my role, whatever that is, you know, I think that that's what excites me and why I keep coming back. And, you know, for you, you have 34 wins in six seasons of non-losing. I mean, COVID years two and two, but you not had a losing season yet. And so talk about the standard and the process of being a West Virginia State Yellow Jacket to set for your team to be successful on the field every day and in knowing that fans expect you all to win because you set the standard of winning in <laughs> six years you've been there. Yeah, I mean, for us, it's it's about really focusing on the mental side uh, of the game and, and how our process, uh, how we lead, uh, you know, how we discipline, are we mentally tough? Uh, so our standard and, and being a great teammate, you know, I, I love being part of a team. Me and my wife are a team. Me and my kids are a team. Me and my staff are a team, you know, and so I just want to be part of a team and have a role and try to do well at it. So, um, you know, that's the standard we hold our guys to, being mentally tough being a great teammate and and having the discipline you need to have to be successful. And I think that the outcome kind of take care of itself, right? If we do a good enough job as a coaching staff, teaching these young men how to have a championship mindset, uh, teaching them how to be a great teammate, how to be a great leader and what you need to do 
uh, in those roles, you know, then we're going to have success on the football field. And as we get better, you know, more and more talent facilities get better, you know, that those wins should continue to grow and, and more and more uh, every season. So, you know, I kind of look at it like, you know, you put, you put water in a freezer and it's, it, you know, initially everything starts to change, but you can't tell it, it looks like water at, at 40 degrees. It's still water, but there's a lot of change happening. Uh, and we're, we're, we're waiting to get to that 32 degree mark when it turns into ice, like all of a sudden it changes, but you know, no one else can see it, but us. And I think that that's kind of at the point where we're at, where we're starting to get to that 32 degree mark where you're going to see, uh, you know, uh, hopefully more win totals, more championships uh, as a result of, of, you know, a great process and a great culture here. And, and also a thing about you all is good, too, is because, you know, West Virginia loves their sports. There's no pro team in West Virginia. So it's, it's you guys, it's, it's other schools in the state that get a foul, too, because the state is not a professional state. So talk about the fan support you all get, knowing that people can be focused on you in the community, really be a part of what you're building, because that's something that's very important, too, in college, college experience for, for a young man as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, we have we have an incredible, you know, Yellow Jacket Nation is is amazing. And I'm from, this is my hometown, so I grew up here. And there's so many people connected to West Virginia State in the Canal Valley, which is, like I said, my hometown, my area. Uh, so just, you know, the people that are rooting for us and connected to us and that have been to, either went to state or worked at state or know someone that came here uh, has been just incredible. And we don't have a professional team. And, uh, you know, right now, WVU hasn't been that good. So a lot of people are, you know, uh, excited about seeing what, what we're doing here and having a local coach, um, you know, doing things in the community. I think that goes a long way. But, uh, you know, also being, you know, uh, you know, an HBCU, we have incredible tradition. Uh, and we're at HBCU, you know, right here in, in the Charleston, Canal Valley. We're probably one of the most diverse HBCUs in the country. So uh, I love that about our school and how we have great tradition. Uh, we have, you know, guys from all over the country, all different walks of life. Uh, we come together as a family and, and build something special here in our community. It's uh, that's what makes football great. No doubt. And I'll ask you, coach, how has recruiting changed for you with the portal? I feel like there are guys that are really FCS players or low low FBS players who are going in D two now because the the, the the FBS fives only want a known commodity. So you get and they're not really going after high school guys very hard. So you feel like you're getting better quality high school players and the JUCO players now where the, where the portal in the NIL is up the FBS level. Yeah, you know, I haven't noticed it a, like significantly. You know, I think every now and then there there is a player that gets overlooked. But, uh, you know, they do an incredible job at that Division One level of, of scouting. And, you know, very few times does a guy slip through the cracks that may have the measurables. Now, you you still may be able to find a guy that doesn't have the measurables um, that does slip through the cracks, you know, but the, the transfer portal has definitely changed, you know, our recruiting calendar, you know, how we look at recruiting, you know, for us, it's all about developing young men into leaders. So we, we necessarily, you know, we always want to get great high school players to develop them. But at the end of the day, you know, we can develop a 20 year old the same as we develop an 18 year old, you know, on and off the field. So uh, it just gives another added element that it was it was already there, to be honest with you. It's just a little easier to find information on those guys and uh, just makes it a little more efficient for us. Like we brought in six transfers in the spring. All six fit. They, they fit our culture perfectly. And, and they're, they're all going to play. They're all, um, you know, you know, right, right now, probably all of them are starters. So, I mean, that that helps you go out and get guys to come in and help immediately and not kind of have to force those young guys into developing, you know, playing right away. Um, you can really focus on their development 
Uh, and so, you know, it, so it's changed some things of how you do it, but at the end of the day, it's still, you know, it's still recruiting and just recruiting some older guys that maybe that you weren't in the past. Well, no doubt. Let me ask this coach, how that you're the head coach, OC, and quarterback's coach. So I feel like it's good to have your hands on it all right there. I feel like it's a good thing because I feel like you can, you know, you know, you know what you want to do. You know, I, I don't know. I know my dad was the same way. He he, he called plays on offense too. He, he didn't yeah. want to pass that off, delegate that. So how's it for you, man? Playing your quarterbacks, man. Playing the game plan. Know how to knowing how to what you want to do every Saturday. You, you know what you want to do when you're calling the plays. Yeah, I mean it does help. You know that uh, you're 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 in control of it. But I think you know I I love to delegate, and we've got some great coaches that I do delegate to, and uh, that do a lot with the run game and the pass game, and we kind of put our heads together. So. Uh, it takes a lot off of my plate where I can, you know, some weeks I got to focus more on being the head coach, you know, make sure that, that the ship is tightened up. Some weeks I, I got to focus more on the offense because, you know, we're, we got to get the ball moving or score more points. So it allows me to kind of pick and choose where to put my energy and my focus and having a great staff. That's what, that's why you have a great staff. Cause you can rely on, I can rely on Ramon Lee and Andrew Workman to take care of the offense when I need to focus on being a head coach. And I can rely on, George Shell and BJ Buckle on the defensive side and with our culture to, you know, to handle things on the defensive side of the ball when I need to put more emphasis on the offense. So I think that's, you know, that's a big part of it. And, you know, in division two, you know, a lot of times, you know, uh, we, when you have a great coach, they move up to the division one level and we've had guys that are coaching in the NFL and division one. And if you, if you get away from that too much, you know, you're, you're going to end up constantly changing things on offense. So it makes things a little smoother to, you know, kind of keep me in charge, but, facilitate it through our younger coaches, if that makes sense. I mean, Ramon does an outstanding job and, and Andrew Workman, they just, uh, they really make it go. And I just kind of oversee it and and know, you know, what plays to call accordingly. And we put our heads together to, to make that happen. So, um, you know, they are co-offensive coordinators and not just by title. I mean, that we we brainstorm everything together. We, we come up with everything together. And for those not aware about the Mount East Conference Coach, tell, tell the listeners about the MEC how tough the ball is in that conference and, and what, what kind of scout styles you see throughout the season when you play in the MEC? Well, you know, there's there's not a lot of uh, what you would call bottom feeders. I mean, you, Notre Dame's won the conference five years in a row and, and they've gone, you know, made a, some runs in the playoffs. So they're the team to knock off. But uh, it, it is a constant cycle between the other, you know, eight or nine, you know, teams in the middle that are trying to get to that top spot. So, uh, there are no easy games on your schedule. I mean, I, I looked at it a, a hundreds of times this year, and it, it doesn't get any easier. So uh, it makes it tough, you know, to win week in and week out uh, when you, you know, and, but if you get to that championship caliber, you know, once we get to that championship caliber of team, you know, then you're going to, that's when you can do that. So uh, we haven't been there yet. That's why, you know, we'll, we'll be able to beat some teams this year and some teams, you know, we won't beat them. You know, you'll drop a game every so often, whereas Notre Dame can kind of hold that, it's a high standard week in, week out, and that's what we're trying to get to. And as you all prepare for the season, at what point do you start re re really preparing for that week one game? Because I know you're trying to work on your sales and stall stuff right now. So how much do you balance install versus ready to get ready to prepare for that first game of the year? That's a great question. You know, and, and right now we right now we're still in camp mode for this week. So we play on a Thursday night. So we're gonna give ourselves about a week and a half to get ready for Moorhead. Um, you know, so we're still in that team building mode, but I'll be honest in the summer, we kind of looked at Moorhead, kind of tried to figure out, okay, what do we want to install early? Cause we're probably going to use it against Moorhead. Um, so we kind of built the install schedule based off of what 
we thought we would call against them. And that way it's not too big of an adjustment when we get to it. So right now there's nothing more head. We're all offense, defense, you know, building the fundamentals of our schematics and, and kind of trying to find out, you know, who are those go-to guys, you know, who are winning those starting positions, those, you know, role player positions. Uh, and we got another week of that Friday, we have a scrimmage. And then after that, we're moving on to Moorhead. 100%. The coach, let's get some, man. So when you're not being the head coach, man, running this great program that you're running, what's the things you, that you do in your spare time? This was the we interest our listeners up in Charleston, West Virginia. Well, uh, I've written a book. I've got a PhD, so I wrote a book on goal setting. I'm, I nerd out on goal setting and mental toughness and discipline. I've got three kids and a, and a, and a beautiful wife, and I, I spend the majority of my time with them. My parents, I live a half mile from my parents, so uh, very family oriented. Don't don't get too far from my house and, and try to stay, uh, you know, just spending as much time, quality time with them as possible. Uh, I work out a lot. I, I love to work out. I love to compete. I play pickup basketball, not during the season, but uh, you're, you're either going to find me doing some type of competition, hanging out with my kids uh, or, or writing out, writing a book or talking about leadership. I also ask you about the goal setting piece, because I know that that's something I stress to my interns. It's about setting goals. I know for me in this show, I have what I want to get for is sales, listenership, hits, or whatever you want to call it. And I say I forget that. You know, you want to always put something out there to try to attain that and shoot past it. So talk about how important it is to set goals and to have measurables and, and markers to see where you are on your track to get that goal and bust through it and beyond. Well, you, you know, you can't hit a target you can't see, right? So you, you got to set a target. Uh, and writing it down gives you, you know, a much better chance of, you know, I think it's 10 times greater chance of achieving it once you write it down and uh, and put it on paper. Um, so that's that's where it starts. But for us, it's we focus on those daily goals. I, I like to reverse engineer my goals. So if I wanted to lose 20 pounds, I wouldn't really focus on that 20 pounds. I would, focus, you know, kind of, what do, okay, what do I need to do today? You know, I, I need to eat a certain amount of, you know, or not eat a certain amount of things this week. I need to uh, you know, work out a certain amount of times this week, you know, kind of set those weekly and daily goals. And that's what I focus on and try to keep track of how I'm doing. So, um, you know, for me, I, I, I have five things that I do every single day. Uh, it's a, you know, I don't know if you've heard about it, it's called 75 hard, uh, but you work out twice a day, you drink a gallon of water every day, you read 10 pages of a book every day and you stick to your diet every single day without stopping for 75 days. So I really focus on, you know, the daily goals uh, and, you know, that hopefully that gets me to the end result. And uh, I think when you, if you focus on that end result too much, uh, you're going to take a lot of losses, right? Because, you, you know, there's only one day of the year somebody wins a championship. So uh, every day I can't focus on championship, championship, championship. I got to focus on, okay, connecting with my players, um, you know, you know, measuring, you know, how we do in team, are our plays efficient? So, just really going in and focusing on those daily, weekly goals uh, is what I try to do. And the, the book I wrote is called Small Wins Equal Big Gains. So looking at those small wins, uh, if you do enough of them, you know, it'll, it'll really create that that end result that we're all looking for. That's why I like your title, because I tell my interns about it all the time. Small wins. I, I say, because, you know, when you're like me, I don't have any backing besides what I do myself. So yeah. I'm fully independent. So it's like, for me, it's always been about the small wins. Oh, I got in here. I got this guest today. Like so, it's always to build this platform for 14, 15 years. A lot of small wins to get me here to get to where I now I'm fully funded 
by my sponsors, not by, you know, putting going in my pocket anymore. You know, so it's like yeah. it, all those small wins went to the big game. So that's why I love the title of your book. Now, I'm glad my interns are here to make listen to hear this because what I tell them all the time, maybe getting <laughs> from a different voice would help them to seek in. Oh, definitely. I always have to bring in speakers because they, our team probably gets sick of me saying the same things over and over again, like a broken record. But, you know, it's always helps when you bring someone in maybe from a different angle. Um, and that's really what we're teaching is perspective. You know, they have our kids have great values, great parents. You know, we're, we're trying to teach them maybe a different way to look at things that helps them, you know, ha have a more successful, more joyful life and to go on and, and achieve some of those goals, you know, like like your interns that, uh, you know, hopefully they achieve that end result by maybe changing a little bit of how they look at things. Yeah, I got two of them going for doctors, Coach. So, so, wow. tell them, so if you give if you could give them some tips why you can't about go for that dissertation to fear, to fear that state to get that doctor degree, man. I got two of them man. here who are going for that, man. It's what the state. Well, it's not going to be easy. It's going to take a long time, maybe longer <laughs> than you think. Uh, that would be number one. But uh, you know, I, I, I've always been good at following instructions. You know, so I. Whatever they told, whatever I was told to do, I just do it. You know, I was a very coachable player. And I think uh, as long as it's laid out for me, you know, I'll be able to finish it. You know, so that was that was it. I just put my head down, do exactly what I was told to do uh, and just not stop until completion. But it took me seven years. So uh, it, it definitely wasn't easy. 100 percent. Coach Pinson, thank you for your time today, Coach. We'll be looking for you and cheering for you, man. We just number off lines in contact with you as well, man. Because uh, I want to different cheer for you guys. I want to. Spotlight you on this show, man, because you have a lot of the same values I do, man. That's great. I definitely want to build a relationship with you down the road, man. Keep on going, brother. Yeah, definitely. Shoot, send me your address. I'll, I'll send you a book. Just uh, I'll shoot you one. I got a, I got a couple extras in the house. I'd love to send you one. Maybe give it to your intern or whatever you want to do with it. Oh, I'm going to give it for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just give me the good tidbits for him. <laughs> <laughs> right. Then you can give it to him Thanks, a little, little bit at a time. Yes, sir. Thank you, Coach, for your time. I like to number offline, man. We'll do this again real soon, man. All right. Thanks a lot. Anytime. BS3 Network. Changing the way you watch TV. Yes, BS3 Network. Changing the way you watch TV. Covering content and hot topics from A to Z. Sports, music, society and culture, movie reviews. You name it, we have it. Check it out on bs3network.com. Or check us out on Roku, BS3 TV on Roku, as well as check out your favorite podcast on all podcast platforms or Spreaker.com backslash BS3 Network. You are now tuned to BS3 Network. What's up, good people? Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. The latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Better Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wages, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use your promo code BELIEVE. B-L-E-A-V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online when the game starts. What's up, family? Jared the Boss Man here. You're tuned into the Boss Man Show on AM 1010, AM 1430, 1055 The King. Get the King out at 105theking.com and the Boss Man Show 
at bossmanshow.com. Hit me up on Instagram, The Boss Man Show. Twitter, at Boss Man Show. And Facebook, Boss Man Show. It's The Boss Man on your radio. Listen to The Boss Man Show with your host, JR. Saturdays at 9 a.m. right here on AM 1010, The King. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.